But there's a solution for center field. All right, it's not perfect, but it's a solution. And it absolutely should be applied. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates and Tigers were snowed out. Snowed out. Last night in Detroit. They'll compensate for that today with a semi-day-night doubleheader. First pitch times of 2.10 and 6.40. So technically they're split. It's not the the traditional just wait a half hour between games kind of deal. And of course, under Major League Baseball's new rules, they will be seven-inning games. So a whole lot of ball on tap today. And, you know, if the Pirates are performing as they have generally over the past week, this is an opponent that, you know, you'd you'd prefer to take advantage of. Not that the Pirates are in a position to look down on other teams, but the Tigers are 5 and 10 and they've they've earned every bit of that and they're fresh off a four-game sweep by Oakland. I want to see Brian Reynolds in center field. That's what I've got for you here today. And and that's not something that I've advocated often. Um, he is not a great defensive outfielder. He's not great in left. He does well enough. His range is good enough. Uh, his ability to read the ball off the bat is good enough. He's cut down on some of the odd mistakes that he occasionally would make as a rookie in left. Just weird stuff, like he'd overrun a ground ball, things like that, that you knew were things that would be fixable. And he's shown a decent arm, not so much in terms of strength, but in terms of accuracy. And any outfield coach will tell you they prefer accuracy to strength. They, they, they want to see a throw that makes it where it's supposed to go. Uh, if it gets there in a big hurry, that's great. But they'll take the guy that, 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 that has it online over the one that just sprays it. So he can do it. Derek Shelton is on record, and this just over the weekend in Milwaukee, as having Reynolds back in this regard. He, he said, Shelton did, uh, that he feels very confident, full confidence was the exact terminology, when Reynolds is in center. Okay, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll take that over what we've seen since the start of the 2020 season. And that is that Ben Charrington clearly has, maybe this is a coincidence, but maybe it isn't, a thing for the defensive 
center fielder. That's what Gerard Dyson was. He was brought in to do nothing other than catch the ball. And you know what he did? Guy can really, really cover some ground. And he was a total pro out there. Couldn't hit to save his life. And then this, the Pirates enter this season with the odd combo of Anthony Alford and Dustin Fowler. Alford is supposed to be able to do everything. He looks like he should be a five-tool guy. Problem is, one of those five tools kind of needs to be the bat, <laughs> and it isn't. He can't do anything at the plate. I don't know why. I don't know if he's just having a rough time. He's slumping at the worst possible uh, opportunity when he's basically being handed his dream come true, a chance to win a starting job in the major leagues, and he gets off to an 0 for 19 before his first hit and doesn't do anything really after that first hit. The fact that he is a super popular guy and they love him and they love his work ethic and everything else just doesn't matter. The same goes for Fowler. Oakland didn't let him go for no reason. The fact that both of them have prospect pedigrees made both of them worth Charrington's while. I, I thought that the acquisition of Alford in particular was inspired. He's two years removed from being considered one of the better prospects in all of baseball. But you can't hit, you can't hit. And watching Shelton manage this lineup around both of those guys and the relative impatience that he's shown, which is not like him, leads me to believe that Shelton's watching these guys going, what the heck, you know? Like that he sees some fatal flaw or flaws. Because he's had a quick hook with both of them. And now, just a couple weeks into the season, putting Reynolds in center and openly discussing Reynolds' potential ability to stay in center. I'm fine with it. That's what I'm here to say. I'm fine with it. Probably for the first time. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by North Shore Tavern. That's located right across from Federal Street. Or I should say it's located right across Federal Street from PNC Park. The side with the Willie Stargell statue. Mike's Beer Bar is the companion venture right next door. Visit one or both. Steak on a stone. 500 beers, 80 local beers available to you. Tremendous people there. A good, honest, private business that managed to tough it out through the pandemic and is now bouncing back in a big, albeit safe, way. Visit North Shore Tavern. If you bring up Jared Oliva and or Cole Tucker from the grand experiment that's been going on. I don't, I don't have another word for it. Whatever they're doing with those two guys in isolation down in Bradenton, it kept them away from the satellite camp. If one or both comes up, it'd be nice if they get some kind of chances. But it'd be nicer if 
the Pittsburgh Pirates of 2021 had themselves a center fielder. I don't know that I want to see Reynolds going left, center, left, center, left, center, just because Jared Oliva came up in the system as a center fielder and is really that primarily. I, I don't care. He, he doesn't matter that much. And I'm not saying that just because he had a 3-for-24 spring and because I've never laid eyes on him doing anything good. I have to trust that there are people who have seen him do things that are good and believe that he can help. Even if it's just as a 4 or a 5 in the outfield, great. But I don't think he is worth bumping Reynolds around for. If Reynolds can be your center fielder, you can start doing things with your lineup that makes sense, you know, for this season. Because it's okay to do that too. Phillip Evans can go to either left or right. There's no law that says Gregory Polanco needs to keep playing if he keeps batting under 200. But you'll have an easier time finding people to play left and right than you will center. Let Reynolds handle it. Let Reynolds handle it. Let there be some stability. If nothing else, you will enhance Reynolds' value to your team, to your team, because he'll be able to do more things on a more uh, consistent and reliable basis. It won't be seen as a weird thing to have Reynolds in center. And there's, there's nothing Nothing at all wrong with that. Reynolds is a, a smart enough uh, kid that he'd be able to handle a bounce back to left at any point in his career. But put him out there, leave him out there, rotate these other people around them. You can't continue having, as the Pirates had in 2020 and as they've had for the better part of this season, one of the least productive offensive outfields in all of baseball. At some point, you've got to move past that. And when I'm looking at this system, for whoever it is that might supplant or replace Reynolds someday, I don't have anyone. I don't trust Oliva. I don't believe that's going to be a Travis Swaggerty fit. you got to work your way pretty far down the system, so this is not imminent. There isn't a cavalry around the corner here. Put Reynolds in center. Leave him alone. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. And that comes today from M. Wiener, who asks, I agree with the Pirates' strategy. However, what defines an acceptable return to make any of these trades for the future value worthwhile? Is it top 10 prospects? Is it top 15 prospects? I'm assuming it's the quality of the prospect potential, not quantity at this point, but what's the minimum? And this question, for anybody who doesn't know, is in response to yesterday's podcast in which I broached the, you would think, likely scenario the teams are going to come calling about Colin Moran, Richard Rodriguez, 
and other semi-older guys on the Pirates roster. And that the Pirates would be nuts to not move them for prospects if those trades are there. What makes them worthwhile is your question. And you say that you assume it's quality and rather than quantity. And I can tell you that Charrington's own sentiment on this is that he wants both. And he wants both not just to be greedy, but he wants both because if he doesn't get both, he then doesn't feel that it makes sense and he won't make the move. That's been his approach to date. And if you think about it, in every trade, really except Josh Bell, that's the one that just keeps kind of, you know, and maybe the book is out on Bell and maybe there just wasn't much of a market. You have to presume that there wasn't. And the fact that he's off to a, a really terrible start in Washington maybe buttresses this argument. But his approach all around has been, that he wants numbers and he wants guys off of your top 30. You say top 10, top 15, you're not going to get those kinds of guys for this. I mean, maybe top 10, I don't know. Let's see how Moran and Rodriguez and other guys play out. Top 10 is, is, a, is a tough get, certainly if you're asking for multiple prospects. More realistically, what you're doing is you're going into a team's top 30 and you're looking for guys that you feel might be more the hidden gold type or they might be more the raw material type that you feel your instructors can coach up and turn into something. That's the benefit of the approach of going with high ceiling guys. They're high risk, but they're also high reward if you can figure them out. Luis Oviedo just jumps out at me when I talk about high ceiling now. Watch this kid pitch. Especially since you can actually see him in Pittsburgh, which is a strange circumstance because he's Rule 5. Normally, you wouldn't be able to see somebody like Oviedo for another two, three years. But you see him now. You see the stuff he's got. You see the poise he's got. You see the command he's got. And you think to yourself, what's he missing? Okay, well, maybe it's just this one thing. And if we can just fix this one thing, thing. Not only can Oviedo be a reliever, he he could start. He could really be an important piece of this franchise moving forward. That's why they were prepared, the Pirates were, to house Oviedo on their roster all summer long. They were prepared to hide him. They were prepared to bring him out of the bullpen in blowouts or whatever else here. It's to Oviedo's credit, not to Shelton's fault, that Shelton trusted Oviedo enough to bring him into a tie game last week. It didn't work out, but it says a lot about the kid that he had reached that point in his manager's eyes as a Rule 5 21-year-old. That's pretty cool. It's a... it's going to be fun watching this team get built over the next couple of years. If you understand what it is that's going on, if you're open-minded, if you listen to the explanations, and if you can get past all the nutting this, nutting that, it's going to be fun. It's also going to be exasperating because for it to work, 
there are going to be scenarios like this where players get really good, you start cheering for them, and then that's the opportunity to trade them. And everyone around you in the office and everywhere else who doesn't follow the team as closely is going to go, I see Colin Moran hits a couple homers. He's gone. See how it goes. Nutting, 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 whatever. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.